Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to the Karma You podcast. This is your host, Chloe Brotheridge. I'm a coach, a hypnotherapist, and I'm the author of The Anxiety Solution and Brave New Girl. And this podcast is all about helping you to become your calmest, happiest, and most confident self. Welcome to this week's episode. Today I'm talking to Samantha Clark, who is a happiness consultant, and she's a coach, and she's the author of the brilliant new book, Love It or Leave It, which is all about either learning to love the job that you're in or leaving it and figuring out what you do want to do and going and doing that instead. And I thought this was such a pertinent topic right now in the time of COVID when lots of us are maybe questioning our jobs, our lifestyles, maybe you have been made redundant or furloughed and it's forcing you to reconsider things. And so I thought this so I thought this topic was coming at a perfect time. We get into topics such as, you know, leaving your job and trying something new, how to figure that out, how to figure out what you want to do, what you're good at. We do talk about the job market and moving jobs in a time of COVID-19. We talk about how to handle the inner critic. You know, I love this topic. The inner critic is going to come up when we are trying something new, when we're doing something for the first time, when we're going outside of our comfort zone and Samantha shares her strategy for handling the inner critic which I love. We talk about priorities and why your actions speak louder than words and this really gave me pause for thought and has caused me to evaluate a few things in my life so I loved what she had to say about this. And we talk about how to fall in love with your job again if you think that's what needs to happen. So I just wanted to let you know that I have a brand new website. I've been working on it for the last several weeks giving myself kind of a headache, if I'm honest, <laughs> squinting at the screen, checking all the buttons work, etc. I did have some technical help, but to be honest, it was a lot of me doing it and trying to figure stuff out for myself. Anyway, if you want to check out the website, it's still the same address, karmau.com. And on there, you're going to find every single podcast. For the last, I don't know, maybe 20 or 30 podcasts, I've got full transcripts. So if you or if one of your loved ones is not much of a podcast listener, but actually they would prefer to read it or maybe watch the YouTube video of me and the guest talking, I've got lots of videos on there. Not everyone, not the people that I did in person, but lately I've been doing it all online. So I've uploaded the videos. So perhaps you would prefer to watch us or read us having this conversation or a friend or family member would prefer that. So you can find that all at my new website, karmau.com. And I've got loads of freebies on there, freebies for confidence, for anxiety. I've got some new things coming as well in the next couple of weeks. 
free resources for you to get involved in. So do head on over there and check it out. Let me know what you think. Hopefully you won't find any typos on there or buttons that take you to a 404 page, but fingers crossed. You'll also find on my website how to work with me one-on-one if you want to. I have a couple of slots at the moment for one-on-one clients. I help people who put a lot of pressure on themselves to find more work-life balance, to quiet the inner critic and to move forward with confidence. So if you think that might be you, I'd love to hear from you. You can contact me via my website. All right, let's get into the episode with Samantha Clark. Yeah, welcome, Samantha. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? What's happening? Yes, good. I'm good. Kind of, I know it's bad to say, but I kind of don't want lockdown to end. I know that's terrible. I wonder if lots of people are feeling the same we've got kind of cozy in our little bubbles and it's like now we have to go out into the world I'm not entirely sure but yeah Yeah. it's a it's a funny one I was having a conversation with a friend and she said you know now I feel like I I need to set different boundaries around what I will or won't attend and you know where I feel like going and it's having those conversations with friends now about where you feel safe being and where you don't and I think a lot of people have really enjoyed um, this time inside to reset almost like as a little mini retreat from life yeah totally and and realizing what what things you really want to do and what you don't and what people you want to see and what people you don't really want to see I think yeah yeah sure, sure. Can, can you please share for people that maybe don't know who you are and what you do what it is that you do and and how you got to where you are today Yeah, so I'm a happiness consultant and I'm also the author of Love It or Leave It, How to Be Happy at Work. And I've been on a journey to really figure out how to create more happiness at work. So I guess I've come a long way from my days in advertising and branding and moving into footwear design and then taking up a kind of space where I was doing a mixture of style coaching, personal branding and the conversations I was having with people who'd just been made redundant or were thinking about switching was all around work and I just love it so I fell down that rabbit hole and retrained in as a coach studied psychology and I guess I got my my break thinking about happiness consultancy at a tech company and they were kind of growing very quickly but working remotely and not really sure how to scale um, people and culture and really think about that. They've just gone from an office to, and so I proposed, I said, you know, I'd love to think about a happiness or a culture set up. And I became their head of happiness for two years. And then I branched out on my own. So I've been doing my own thing now since I guess 2015 and just growing. And I feel like I'm I, I work both with companies in-house, helping them to think about cultures that really support employees to be their best. And I'm driven as well to give the employees and the individuals that agency around their career. So Love It or Leave It is really about empowering you to decide, are you going to find ways to love what you do or to create other opportunities on the fringes of your job to bring more joy, more happiness, more um fulfillment and contentment or if not are you going to leave and what does leaving look like and how do you uh, destroy and rebuild your career and reinvent yourself I love that job title head of happiness what a cool what a cool title yeah amazing um and I loved your book I just read it I think it's really 
practical. I love the fact that you can just be learning so much about yourself. And I think it's so timely for right now. I, I imagine, I mean, you're going to know obviously more than me. I imagine a lot of people are thinking about just reviewing their lives, re- reviewing their work, thinking about what they really want. What do you think in terms of the current climate with everything that's going on in terms of people's jobs and reviewing their happiness? Um, yeah, what's your kind of take on this timing for this? Yeah, I think it, there are so many different states and I think there are a lot of people who are feeling um, or questioning maybe the values, um, their own personal values, the values of the company that they work in. So they are looking to leadership and their managers to really showcase what the company's about you know we've had a lot of movements uh, recently whether or not it's the pandemic we've also had um you know the black lives matter and you know all of these t- uh, tensions in the workplace we're all now working remotely and so individuals are really scrutinizing their workplaces and thinking is this a place where i can flourish and be happy i think the pandemic has given us the space to breathe and to stop from the commute and the general running from one place to another and realizing actually I'm enjoying having breakfast with my partner I'm enjoying putting my kids to bed you know could there be a different way of working for me and then we've also got to be realistic there are people who've been furloughed and some people have been made redundant and that's like a massive uh, kind of setback or a jolt to how you were working you know at the beginning of the year you were probably very happy in your job and all of a sudden you're not working in it, you don't know what the health of the company is. And so it can be unsettling too. And so I I really want people to use this time to reflect to, um, like you said, there's lots of exercises in the book that are about that deep self-reflection and self-knowledge to figure out, you know, what is it I actually want to do? And how do I want to spend my working days moving forwards? Um, Because we spend a lot of time working and it is very intertwined into who we are and our identity and how we show up in the world so I think we can make um, some right moves now is the time Mm, yeah it's the perfect time to reflect and we spend so much time of our so much time in our lives working and it's I don't know is it one of the biggest stresses I would say probably from the people that I speak to it can be one of the most stressful things all the thing that that gives you you know the most happiness um so it's important to 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 spend that time looking into it um one of the things that you talk about in your book is about work and our identity and I was really curious to hear um a little bit more about that Yeah, I think for a while we've been maybe hemmed in by particular titles and I think they've kept us a bit small um, and that we only feel like, yes, I am an account director or I'm a graphic designer. And I want people to realise that there's so much more than that. And I think for me, I'm very driven to help people embrace the term or to find their purpose umbrella and to really think what sits under the remit of who I am and what I want to share with the world. And that can take so many different routes. You know, you could be the graphic designer who's also really interested in PR and maybe sells cakes. Um, You could, you know, have a really fantastic career in law and be using your time also to um, educate startup entrepreneurs on, you know, legal legal, um, kind of trademarks and things in their company. And so I, I, I want people to step into 
and be able to kind of think who am I who do I want to be who do I want to become and you know what am I meant to do on this earth and I think it's more than just a bog standard title mm-hmm. are you seeing that there's more people being kind of multi-hyphenates and this kind of thing of yeah I make cakes and I'm a lawyer and I'm doing this do you, and do you recommend that for people I think there's a mix I think there's a people who want a portfolio career and they want to um, be able to embrace lots of different sites that could be you know they're very right and left brained and they want to do both or maybe they want to do something that is physical and away from the laptop and you know they they probably love the fact that they're a programmer and I've worked with an individual like this as a programmer but also is an amazing oil painter and so from that perspective, and then there are people who just have um, a great genre of work that they want to talk about, um, like myself. And I think it's knowing how to pair your almost black trousers of speaking, writing, and um, you know, kind of consulting um, to any any genre. So for me, happiness at work. You know, I'm a coach. I'm a consultant. I have a podcast. There are so many different ways that I'm doing this umbrella of work. So I think lots of people are investigating what work looks like for them. And also, I think it's okay to also be a serial specialist and to know, actually, I've enjoyed 10, 20 years as, um, you know, someone who's been working in finance. And actually, now might be the time to do something completely different for another 10 years straight, too. So I think we have the options. Yeah, it's good to have those options, I think. I was talking to my cousins recently who are 17 and they're just choosing their what they're going to study at university and to think that you have to kind of decide what you're going to do for your whole life at 17 like I didn't know anything (laughs) I think how are we supposed to choose but yeah it's nice to think that we can change that we don't have to just go down one specific path um, for our whole lives I think I think we have to be open to giving ourselves permission to do that too I think maybe I think the younger generation definitely are so much more empowered now to, you know, use the internet, use different platforms to start things in new ways and it be okay to change. Uh, I think maybe as we get older, we get into certain responsibilities or we've given so much to our training or the money we've spent educating ourselves and we suddenly think, oh no, I can't change because I've invested so much. But I think I want to make it open for people to really trial some experiments and to see what what another version of yourself could be so what would that look like to experiment with different ideas yeah I think you know in the book I proposed lots of different ways for you to start experimenting and stress testing different strands of your portfolio so you know looking at you know where where are the areas where I feel like I want to have a bit more fun how do I um interrogate you know people that I might know in that area um what skills would I like to learn and grow into and set yourself different challenges so a good example of this is you know I spoke to somebody who said they I'm really interested in photography I feel like I'm going to become a photographer and I said well what do you know about photography and he's like well you know I'm really interested and passionate about these types of photographs and I said you know have um, a journey of experimenting and thinking, you know, do I want to take the photos? Do I want to teach people to take photos? Do I want to curate exhibitions? Do I want to um, study the the work of famous photographers and, you know, write about them? 
or just podcasts. And I said, you know, try lots of these different things. Give yourself a period of time, maybe two months, three months, you know, and after, at the end of that um, quarter, what do you say to yourself? What have I learned? What did I enjoy? Um, where do I think I could make some money from this this particular area? And um, and that's an experiment. And then, you know, you try something else and then you make a decision or you look at the results and analyze what's best to move on from there. But I think if we don't try, we'll never know. Yeah, yeah. I like that idea of kind of road testing ideas and, and giving things a try. Um, I'm just thinking about my my sister who had a kind of a office job for years. She'd, she'd studied illustration at university and was really, she's very arty, but tried to do this kind of office job for a few years. And everyone told her, you're never going to be an illustrator. Even my dad, it was terrible. He was like, yeah, you should probably just get like a real job. But she did stick with it and she has finally, you know, created a good successful career for herself. But I think it is difficult if you're wanting to go down a route of something more creative or, and let's say you want to be a singer or an actress or an artist. I don't know, are the odds kind of stacked against you and how do you decide what to pursue and how to give up until you have a daily job or, I don't know, it's interesting. Yeah, I think it's it's a hard, I think, you know, the, the key thing that you said about that, which I found interesting, was, you know, when our family or our friends also don't believe, it can be really challenging for us to think, should I really stick with this? You know, am I forcing myself against a brick wall? And I think there's always a way to do anything that you want. It's just about perseverance and determination. And if you are driven and you believe in yourself enough, I think it comes from that self-belief to know actually I've got. To, I might have to put up with the shit of a nine to sorry, uh, with the the rubbish of a, like a nine to five job or whatever. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to go home and I'm going to illustrate. I'm going to do thirty amazing drawings over the course of the week, and that is me building my portfolio. And so the job kind of helps me get there. And you know, and then you kind of might use that negativity to fuel you but I also don't think that you should rest on that I think you should find your own power to fuel and drive your experience and you know she's done it so she had allowed herself to crumble under everyone else's weight of it it doesn't work or I don't think it's possible like she would still be stuck so I think we do have to find that inner courage to go for what we want if we really believe in it and find our anchor yeah I think yeah that that sense of self-belief and just sticking with it I remember her saying to my dad, I'm going to die trying to be an illustrator. I'm literally not, not going to give up. So yeah, I think you kind of need that kind of attitude sometimes where you're just going to be like continuing on that path. Um, nah. Can you tell us about Dizzy? Who is Dizzy? Yeah. So Dizzy is my internal, um, it's that little voice that creeps up whenever I'm trying to do something new or I'm pushing myself into... Uh, a new place and he sometimes as a she uh, pops up and you know will test me (laughs) you know why are you doing that does anybody really want to hear from you like all of these token statements and you know I think it's important for us to give our inner critic like a job role or to to really name what it is trying to do and sometimes you know we are naturally wired to be uh, drawn towards a negativity bias you know our brain is there helping us to preserve ourselves and to be safe and you know this kind of relates way back 
And we have to kind of keep overwriting that behavior and keep pushing ourselves to find the positivity. And so I question, you know, okay, why, why do I feel this? Where is this sensation coming from? What are you trying to tell me? Is it because maybe I'm underprepared in a certain area and I do need to do a bit more research or I do need to ground myself in a bit more knowledge? Or actually, should I just give it a go and take the plunge and on what's the worst that could happen? Okay, it doesn't work out, move on. Um, and, and then, you know, sometimes it's just like, actually, you just need to try this. This is, this is where you're at and this is the next step. If you don't take it, the opportunity's gone. And so I will sit and have a conversation with myself and uh, with Dizzy, I'll maybe voice note it out. Um, I might sometimes uh, share that voice note with a friend um, or, you know, talk to a friend about it. And they can also see the other side of the circle or the, the problem or the issue. But I think it's important for us to really note that it's a daily battle between our internal critic, our ego, and us finding our own voice, our own intuition. And I think it's it's being aware of that voice when it comes up and how loud it wants to be, and also knowing that you have the power to quieten it and to uh, speak to it and realize that you wouldn't talk to a friend with that behavior. So why are we allowing ourselves to talk? I think Kirsten Neff, um, who does a lot around self-compassion, says that we really need to monitor how we speak to ourselves and the things that we say so you know I keep dizzy well under wraps um but I think that they show up as and when I, I'm neat it needs to sometimes to just really get me to do some bold things I love I love the idea of giving it a name giving the inner critic a name it just seems less like we can just yeah push it aside more easily if we've made it a separate thing and we all have that inner critic. And I think just hearing you sharing it, I hope is just reminding everyone listening that we all have that. It doesn't matter how successful you are. In fact, sometimes the most successful people have the loudest inner critics, I've heard. Um, and actually, it doesn't mean that you're not good enough. It doesn't mean that you're, um, it's a sign that you should not try. It's actually just part of being human. Yeah, of course. And for me, it's like, I feel like it's part of the journey. I think if I didn't have any of those, like, oh, I'm, I'm, then I know I'm not stretching myself. You know, I feel like I want to keep growing, I want to keep building, I want to keep pushing. And every time growth is a stretch zone, it's painful. It's like birth and death. It's always painful destruction, giving birth to anything. And so if I wasn't feeling it, I'd be a bit, something is a bit off. I love that reframe of um, actually maybe it's a good thing if you're feeling if you're experiencing the inner critic because actually it's a sign that you're you're moving forward and you're doing something new. I think yeah. with those two things it's knowing that you're feeling it and you're doing something new but when you feel it what will you do with it? Will you let it crush you or will you, or will you let it propel you? Yeah I, I like that you sometimes uh, share the voice note with a friend. I think that's a really interesting idea. I um I was having a conversation with a friend recently about, I don't know, I was sharing some of the things that my inner critic was saying. And it was really nice to hear her share her outside perspective of, Chloe, you know, from the outside, everything looks like it's going amazingly. Like, what are you worried about? And that sort of thing just can be helpful just to help you to step into that kind of perspective when we can't get there for ourselves. Mm, 100%. I love that. 
can we fall in love with our jobs again? If there are people listening that are, I don't know, if they're in a rut, you know, or they're just questioning everything since, you know, all that's been going on in the world, um, is it possible to, to, to do things to make ourselves be happier at work? And what are some of those things that you recommend? Yeah, I think that, you know, when it comes to our work happiness, I think there are six different pillars that we really need to engage with. Um, And we need to understand, you know, is it an internal thing that I am struggling with in that maybe I need to do some work on my own, um, you know, my own mindset? Maybe I need to really think about how I am looking after my 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 well-being and maybe um, you know lack of sleep or stress whatever is impacting my day job Um, and then it's thinking you know externally what are the things that are actually causing me the biggest amount of pain at work is it the relationships that I'm in is it the actual role itself is it the, the sector of the job and it's like how do I start to make those tweaks so if I want to pay a rise like how do I set myself in motion to, to make that happen if I am really unhappy with the way that my manager is speaking to me, what are you going to do about it? Like, are you going to go and say something? How do you have that conversation? And I think we, you know, we need to know that there is something that we can do at every stage. It's just, you know, how bold are we prepared to be? And, um, and also knowing that perhaps work serves a different purpose. You know, is it just the job for now? Um, that enables you to do the other things on the fringes is it your or is it you know your calling (laughs) and you know what you've realized is actually this job is not your calling and maybe it's a step towards it but actually now you need to find your calling and you need to kind of move in that direction so I think we can love it in different ways if we're just willing to a do the reflection on on what it is that isn't working is it an inside job or is it things externally that need fixing and then take it from there And I think in the book, I definitely give you lots of different insights from the internal perspective, but also from the external to to look practically about what to do. Yeah, I really like that idea of looking at it in in terms of pillars and sections and and figuring out what is it about the job that is the problem and can you what what steps can you take to, to tackle it there? Because so often we make things about things outside of ourselves don't we we blame other people we blame situations but actually we have the most control probably over ourselves and our own responses to things and how can we work on that instead and I I think that um you know you said it there I think it is the ownership um that whilst everything it's easy to point the finger there are six different avenues for us to think about so you know there is thinking about you know our mindset and our leadership thinking about whether or not this is actually on brand for our purpose thinking about if the way that we're working and how we're working is actually the right fit for us money um understanding the people in the place and looking at what systems and structures you have in place that allow you to be in workflow that really play to your strengths and if you don't have or if there's something off in these areas you've got to do the work to fix it Mm, absolutely and I hope yeah I think it's such an important thing to do so I really hope people are gonna buy a book and and do this inquiry into how they can love it or leave it um I was really drawn to something you posted on Instagram you posted 
if someone could see my actions and not uh, hear my words, what would they say my priorities are? That really, really struck me. Yeah, I think you know what it's. Um, I've been having a lot of que- a lot of conversations around actions and habits and uh, what we can do to really push ourselves deeper. And I love thinking about habits and things like that. So there's so many different books that I read about behavior and um I I question when we say we want change or when we say we really want to move in a direction and you look across your past week or the past month in your diary and you look where where have you made the time the space or put the energy towards this thing that you say you want and so you know if you look back and you say okay show me your actions, like where was the time that you put in the 10 minutes or the 20 minutes to just write down what you're visualizing for your career or to send that LinkedIn message or to reach out to somebody on Instagram or, uh, you know, the same with exercise, you know, where could we, uh, when you look back at your diary, where was the space that you made for the yoga class, the gym, um, the quick walk with a friend and, I think that's it's that reality of like we can say we want lots of things and we say we want to make that a priority but what are we doing day to day miniature step-by-step habit and it just takes one action to change this whole um kind of cycle of behavior and to know that actually if we're falling into a rut where we're doing the same routines again that aren't bringing us the changes that we want, it's like Einstein says, it's madness. So we've got to reset the the actions that lead up to the goals that we want. Yeah, and sometimes it can seem so, I know that I've got myself in periods of time where taking the action almost seems like impossible, like you're in treacle and you can't, don't believe you can ever change. And then you can just do something small and kind of break free of that inertia or break free of that pattern. Suddenly you've like proven to yourself that actually I can change and it makes other action a lot easier, I think. Mm, yeah. And I think, you know, there's so many people should definitely check out James Clear's book. Like I think he's awesome when it comes to thinking about habit change. I think we, um, just monitor. Do you know what it doesn't even need? If you, it, even if you haven't got time to sit and read about all of these things, just just think to yourself when you do when you sit down at the end of the day, and like mark out what have I done today, and what are the things that I'm really proud of? Where did I invest the time? And is this are any of these things actually moving you towards the goal? And you'll see at the end of the week as you do your audit, and you've either filled it with fluff or you know the 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 mission that you have instead. Um, and again, there's no one else that we can blame apart from ourselves. There has to be that. And if you need someone to hold you accountable, like find that too. Um, it doesn't always, if you're struggling and thinking, actually, I'm struggling with making that and maintaining that promise to myself about change, like find somebody to help you, uh, reach out to a friend and say, I'm struggling to really like make this a priority can you check in with me even if it's a whatsapp message and set reminders on your phone yeah there's something very powerful about announcing it to someone and just knowing they're going to be asking you about it it's definitely helps me (laughs) 
Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I'm, that's yeah, really something that I'm going to be thinking about and just reviewing over the next week, what I'm spending my time on and does it match up with what I'm saying is important to me. So yes, um, I was really wanting to know, was there anything that you're struggling with right now? And what are some of the things that you do to help yourself and take care of your own kind of mental well-being? What am I? I think it was funny at the beginning, not funny, but like at the beginning of COVID, I think there was a part of me, I was I'm in the vulnerable category, I have sickle cell. So it was very clear that I had to kind of remain in. And I remember a friend of mine um, who was kind of aware of what was happening in government was just like, oh, actually, no, you're when we didn't really have any uh, insights into what was going on, she's like, no, you're going to be indoors for at least a minimum of 12 weeks. And I was like, what, 12 weeks? No way, I've got a book coming out. And she said, no. <laughs> and I think the reality, I, I think I was definitely struggling with um, the not being able to go anywhere. And especially now is like even the guidelines are still a bit wavy. They're like, oh, maybe we'll pause shielding for you guys around the 1st of August. We don't know. and that for me that limit of freedom was a big thing that I was struggling with because I just um I like my own company and I like my own space which is fine but I also like to know that I can go out and see people and I just felt very trapped um and I think I just decided to really just lean in to myself and to lean into my practices and you know for the first time ever like whereas I'd love to go to a studio I actually made the effort to start real home practice of um, movement and uh, pilates and well I was always into yoga but I picked up pilates and that's become a staple and so I think getting structured around my workout routine has definitely helped Um, the movement has helped me mentally Um, and I think I've I've learned to use um, smells and senses as a way to round off and start my day. So I love kind of starting the day with really like grapefruits and invigorating fresh fragrances. And then to to kind of draw a line under where work is, I move into more of my evening fragrances. And it just kind of gives me that nice separation of the day. And um, it's helped me to kind of like, zone my spaces differently so I think that has definitely been helpful for me to kind of find my peace in all of this and surrender to whatever is happening and just I've also just leaned into my business a lot more like it's never been a better time for me to be still and really listen to my clients and not that I wasn't listening before but now there's a different there's a there's a different level of pain for different people And I think I'm really hearing the nuanced messages and ways that they're talking about things differently. Um, And I've loved that and just serving and supporting in new ways. So that I've leaned into my work a lot. Mm, Wow. Yeah. Amazing. I love the idea of um, listening without all the external kind of noise. Perhaps we can listen to ourselves and listen to each other in in a different way. Um, I was curious, what sort of smells do you do you have in the evening? Is is that like essential oils that you use, or is that something else? Yeah, so I have um, I have a diffuser. So in the evening, it's more lavender, vetiver, um, sandalwood. I've also got some great candles. Uh, my favorite at the moment is um, what's it called? Uh, cognac, and um, oh, it's by Mojo. 
and it's beautiful it's just it it, it's um it's almost like being in a cake factory but it's just it's it's like um cognac and it's just love it's sumptuous it makes me it just gives me a nice little hug uh I love vetiver I love um kind of really nice uh musty kind of warm um deep scent nutmeg that kind of stuff um I know that's probably the I I definitely love autumn I think that's my favorite there's lots of autumn senses for sure um and I like more of the citrus in the morning kind of fresh vibrance um eucalyptus as well those kinds of like tea tree depending but yeah orange all of that yeah. in the morning. I love I'm obsessed with smells as well incense candles anything I'll just so I love a bit of a recommendation for for that sort of thing so thank you definitely there's one that I love at the moment which is um white sage and oud I think it's oh it's beautiful it's like very aromatic yeah fragrances all about it (laughs) love it love it yeah well thank you so much for for speaking to me it's been really really helpful and I think particularly at this time for people thinking about different jobs um really recommend they buy your book love it or leave it um where can people find out more about you and what you're up to yeah so um my website is loveitleaveit.co and obviously you can buy the book which is available on all good uh bookstores online also amazon and I also run the Love It, Leave It Life, which is my ongoing coaching program, which is really about helping people to take action. Um, so whether or not you've read the book, it is definitely where you come to get learning, get action. And I do like a signature 12 week program um, called Building Your Work uh, Portfolio. And you can also find me on. Uh, so that is actually open from 13th of July. And uh, you can find me on Instagram at underscore love it, leave it underscore and at Samantha and underscore. Brilliant. And I'll put all those links in the, the show notes for everyone as well. Thank you so much for speaking to me. It's been really great. You have been listening to the Karma You podcast with me, Chloe Brotheridge. Don't forget you can download loads of freebies for anxiety and confidence at my website, karmayou.com. You can also find out about my app and my one-on-one sessions. Please do subscribe to this podcast in the Apple Podcast app. And if you have enjoyed it or found it helpful, please leave me a review. It makes a massive difference to helping the podcast get discovered by other people. And come on over and find me on Instagram. I'm hanging out there every day. You can find me at Chloe Brotheridge. Let me know what you thought of this episode. And please do share it with anyone who might need to hear this today. So I'm sending you loads of love and I hope you have a brilliant week ahead. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.